This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. Defeated in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Battle for LA. This is episode 9, the um, post-Lakers Create Max Salary Cap Space episode. Uh, I know it's a bit of a long title, but we are here to discuss the Lakers and Clippers now competing for max salary guys, max contract guys. We're talking Kawhi Leonard, we're talking Kyrie Irving, we're talking Kemba Walker. This is a true battle for LA, uh, but before we get into that, let's just introduce everyone again. I'm Tomer Azarli, your host. I'm also here with uh, Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter. What's up? Keyword dramatic there. pause. Dramatic yeah, pause. Dramatic pause Next. for Ryan. Um, also with Bob Garcia, our other Lakers writer. What's up, guys? Any any more boring Bob cheese? I'm What's just up, guys? What's How up? are you? What's up, fellas? <laughs> How was your day? So today we're gonna talk. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's just go right into it. Today, <laughs> basically, be- the basics of what we're going to talk about is um, the money, the money, the dinero. You know. Well, let's just get right into it. They, as we said earlier, the Lakers traded um, Isaac Bonga, Mo Wagner, and uh, Jamario Jones, three guys, to the Washington Wizards. Uh, don't ask me why the Wizards did that because I have no idea what they got out of that deal. Because they couldn't do um, anything else. Yeah, but I mean, I think they figured that they could just. Get I read young guys. they were they were excited to get Isaac Bonga. No offense, I don't know what he's shown too much other than being very raw. Um, <laughs> so they got Isaac Bonga. They got uh, Mo Wagner. They got Jermario Jones and a twenty twenty two, I believe, second round pick uh, for cash, pretty much. So the the Lakers just cleared up a bunch of cap space. Uh, they can now have a max contract guy like Kawhi Leonard, like we said earlier, like Kyrie Irving. Um, and they're now expected to get a meeting with Ka- with Kawhi Leonard um, after they have the space. So that'll be interesting. That meeting will take place uh, as soon as free agency starts on June 30th. Don't forget June 30th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. That is when free agency will start. Um, but here's the thing. They could also, you know, if they don't get – a max contract that they can also split that $32 million into, let's say three or four really good, you know, solid role players. We're talking maybe a Patrick Beverly, a Danny green, a Seth Curry, a Terrence Ross guys. You need around guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis shooters, guys who can also take it to the basket as well. Um, So I just want to hear you guys, what do you think they should do? Should they look to get that max guy? And you know, if they can get him, if they can't get him, what what should they do? What do What do you guys think? Go ahead, Bob. Well, it's all you. <laughs> well, for me, I personally, I would think that they would go after, uh, you know, a max slot guy. Either was it the reports right now would be either Kawhi or Kyrie. Um, you know, obviously there's a talk that he's going to 
uh, that Kyrie's going to go to the Nets or the or the Knicks with KD. But um, I think they're going to either going to go after one of those two guys, and if they aren't able to get one of those two guys, um, then I see them trying to fill out the roster with uh, with veteran veteran shooters, uh, people that they can uh, depend on and build a deeper roster around. You know, their two main stars and. Um, you know, I, I see them going that approach. Uh, and honestly, I, I think if they wouldn't have done this, uh, they would have done this to make more uh, salary cap space if they didn't know something was, uh, something might be potentially there for them to add a superstar talent. So I, I just think that's the direction that they're going to be heading in with this. I, uh, I think that they were, they should do this regardless right like you, you need money to put around these guys i mean you what are you going to fill the whole roster with veteranum guys or well it'll literally be uh if they sign a max guy it'll literally be the mid-level exception and then just like maybe six or seven minimum contract guys yeah so i, I, yeah. I don't think they're getting a max guy i really don't i think they'll, they'll get the meeting with Kawhi, just because he's in la and i Maybe he has a little bit of interest, but I, I think he's going to the Clippers, man. I mean, it's we. This has been known for a long time now. Like it's, it's like the worst kept secret. It's like LeBron coming to the Lakers last last year. It's the same thing. But uh, I think it's a good move. I mean, it's great. Like they they open it up. They they now they have a hell of a lot more options. I honestly think they'll they'll probably just go hard after uh, D'Angelo to bring him back, and then whatever they've got left, then they can fill out the roster with the guys like Tomer was. Mentioning, you know, the uh, Danny Greens, the Patrick Beverly's, the, you know, the veteran guys with either championship experience or they're just very good at one or two things, you know, like a shooter or defense or defense, you know, something like that. Just fill out the roster with those guys and, and other guys that are chasing a ring, you know, maybe a Cal Corver or, or um, some somebody like that. They can just or, or who has a relationship with Braun, like J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith is reportedly interested in joining the Lakers once he, uh, is either traded or waived by the Cavs because he has like a weird guarantee where the Cavs only have to pay him three million if he's waived by a certain date. So it's looking like he's, I mean, he's gone. He's going to be out of Cleveland, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how soon he can get to the to the Lakers. Um, I just, you know, it's weird to see that the Lakers traded away. I mean, how weird is it to see that the Lakers could actually get D'Angelo Russell back? After they traded him away for saying he's immature, he can't be a leader, and and to be fair, this was Magic Johnson. It wasn't he was representing the Lakers organization, but um, it's just crazy to think that they could bring D'Angelo Russell back. They traded D'Angelo Russell to create max contract space for D'Angelo Russell. Essentially, it's super weird. It's super weird. I I would have bet any amount of money that they, there's no way he would ever come back. <laughs> for one. He obviously didn't have a good experience here. Two, I remember the locker room and how it was like a pin drop whenever that guy said anything because everybody didn't like him. From what we what we could tell, you know, I'm, I'm sure Bob could attest to that. Yeah, yeah. After losses, it was just like it was the quietest locker room, and I think the only person that was talking was that it had any kind of uh, like positive emotion was Nick Young. <laughs> the rest of the guys were just yeah, well, quiet. When isn't Nick Young happy, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, that's another guy they could think about going after. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't mind a veteran minimum to come play on a championship yeah, team. Or the a, thing is, do the Lakers want him? <laughs> I, 
I mean, he's a great guy in locker. I've never heard anybody say a bad thing yeah. about Nick Young, except for you know the whole Snapchat thing. That's like the only negative. And that was just him getting kind of busted by somebody who was, what, 18, 19? So I don't know. I, I, I think it'd be a good move. Yeah. Just to guy well, fill I, it out. Uh, that's actually a good point. I, I didn't even think about that. I mean, there's, there's, there's going to be players like him who are willing to take veteran minimums just to play with this team. I mean, I don't think we can underestimate that. Obviously, we don't know who would do it, but I mean, there's going to be veteran players that would take the veteran minimum. I, I think I remember, I think was it Antoine Jameson did the same thing when the Lakers had Dwight and Kobe and Nash, and he took a veteran minimum. I, and there's players like that that could potentially be on the table, you know, this free agency period, you know, starting this weekend. I just, it'd be funny to see them because I don't think they, it'd be funny to see them get D'Angelo, but I don't think he's worth a max contract if you're the Lakers. Uh, I want to say his max is around $27 million. Um, and I just, I think, I think the buzz around it is he's, he's going to be paid around 20 to 22 or 23 million, which gives the Lakers about 9 million to work with. And then they have that mid-level exception as well. Um, which I'm not sure what the money around that is. I think it's like nine, depending on your, how long you've been in the NBA, but a guy like D'Angelo fits well, I think with the Lake, with this Lakers team, which only has four players right now. And then it just it also gives you a little bit of flexibility to get guys who are better than you know four million a year, five million a year. They're a little better than that. You know, you might be able to scoop a Danny Green up for about nine million. You know, you might be able to get some a Terrence Ross or something like that. I like D'Angelo's fit. I think he's worked his way up into all star all star level. We saw that last year. Maybe that was a product of being in the East. Maybe it was a product of all, a bit of the injuries they had. But an all star is an all star. There's no denying that. So. But if they don't, let's say they don't get a max star, they don't get D'Angelo, they don't get Kawhi, you know, who are some of the guys you should be looking at to fill out that $32 million uh, space? Jimmy Butler. I would go strong after Jimmy Butler if I was them. I mean, I, a lot of people give Jimmy Butler a lot of crap because of what happened in Minnesota, which I think was totally overblown. and I don't think it was his fault entirely. But you got a guy who's like a defensive-minded dude. He's a veteran player. He's probably starting to think now, like, hey, like this is maybe my last chance to actually make money and be on a championship contender at the same time. Who knows who goes after him? I mean, no, there's the whole thing that we're going to talk about later in the pod. I don't want to ruin it. But, uh, in fact, maybe we should transition to that now, like in terms of should the Clippers be worried about the Lakers having all this money? I, I think there should be a little bit of worry, um, but I don't think it's, it's to the point where uh, they're in panic mode. Uh, because look, the, the, the Clippers are operating on their own thing, on their own timeline, on their own, you know, just agenda where they're not looking at the Lakers and saying, oh, we have to do this to keep up with them. We have to do this to stay ahead of them. They are, look, if they strike out in free agency, they're going to stick with their young core. They're going to sign a couple of short-term deals and try to run this back again. And then free agency next year, try to get someone, you know, but if they do get Kawhi, like I, one of the rumblings that I heard, I think I told you guys a couple of days ago that teams were looking at pairing Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler up together and just looking off you know based off of who actually had this the room to do that I think it was like the Mavs have the the room the Clippers have the room the Mavs uh, have the room seriously I think I, I think the Mavs have the, the room yeah because they have a, they have a bunch of restrictive the Knicks too. Um, wow. the Knicks have the room uh so just a, a few teams have the room to sign both Butler and Leonard but you know 
both Butler and Leonard have been linked to one team multiple times over the last few months to a year, and it's the Clippers. Both have been linked to the Lakers as well, but you know they don't have the room right now. So I think that would be an interesting pairing if if Kawhi decides to come here. I could definitely see them trying to go after Jimmy Butler, pairing those two sort of bulldog mentality guys. I wouldn't be too worried about personalities because I think they each have their own style and, and maybe it meshes well together. But I don't think, going back to what you, what you asked earlier, I don't think the Clippers are worried about the, Clip, the, the Lakers room right now. They're operating in their own, their own sort of timeline and agenda. And if they get a guy, they get a guy. If they don't, they don't. Well, if they, Tamara, what if they don't get, let's say, don't get Kawhi, then what do you think their plan B is or plan B and C are for them you know, approaching the rest of the offseason? Chris Paul trade! <laughs> Again. Uh, they've been linked to, I mean, unsourced. Like, people have been predicting that the Al Horford, the team giving Al Horford a four-year promise, four-year near-max promise is the Clippers. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, that doesn't happen if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come. So that's that's number one. I'm guessing that Jimmy Butler also doesn't come if Kawhi doesn't come because he's probably focused on winning and he can get a fifth year from Philly. So if he's living Philly, he's got to make sure he has an incredible chance to win in a sort of market that he wants to – maybe like the Lakers in that in that situation. But I, I would not honestly not be surprised to see them, if they don't sign anyone, try, you know, re-sign Patrick Beverly – at you know, assuming he's not too expensive, bring you know, run it back with with, with the the young guys, Shea, Shea Gildas Alexander, Landry Shamit, Ivica Zubac will probably be back. Who was the other guy? Oh, Jerome Robinson will be at summer league. He'll probably be looking to improve and impress people. So I just think they'll run it back and try to try to go for another year like like last year where they they won forty eight games. They they vastly exceeded expectations, and they made the playoffs. Like. The thing is, I don't know if you can make noise in the playoffs with that team, but I know that they're content with running it back and 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 not tanking. This team, we've seen one thing about them: Balmer hates losing. See Balmer, and they're just the, tanking is not an option for them. So that's number one. And Balmer is paying off every media outlet. <laughs> yeah, you guys Pro saw that. Clippers. Jeez, what a bunch of bull, man! <laughs> this guy's handing out money bags to Stephen A. Smith, Woj. I mean, I'll tell you for one, I have I haven't received any payments. Um, I call bullshit on that man. I, I will gladly if I got a payment. I already purchased a new car. Should have seen but, this guy's haircut. Should have seen this guy's haircut. Amazing, at least a hundred dollars. The first thing I'm getting with that money is a haircut. Really? <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. Hey, I wasn't questioning your decision making. You make your own decisions. I'll question well, that. Well, I'm letting you know my first decision would be to buy a car, a new one. I do. I think you're full of it, dude. I think you're getting there. You heard it. <laughs> that might be that might be number two. Got to get ready for summer league. Got to get that summer league cut. It's gonna, it's gonna come be like 115 some, in Vegas. Some funky beard thing that he's got going on. Hey, don't judge. <laughs> don't be jealous of my facial hair. Okay. You I know. I am hair. jealous. It'd take me six years to grow your beard. <laughs> in some prison somewhere. Going back to just uh, the Kawhi thing, and like, do you think the Lakers would be worried if the Clippers got a Kawhi? Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler pairing together on the Clippers? Hell yeah, they'd be worried. Do you think so? I mean, think about that. Those two guys alone are going to set a defensive tone, and they can both take over games at any moment. And all the role players that they got there and all the players that probably want to go to to the Clippers after seeing those two guys sign. 
despite like, having Anthony Davis and LeBron already there, they'd still be worried. Yeah, you think? I would. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, th- th- those guys still are. What Ka- Kawhi is? What twenty eight, twenty nine? Kawhi is about to turn twenty eight uh, very soon. About to turn twenty eight, and then, then Butler's what thirty? Thirty. Yeah, thirty. Yeah. Those guys. Meanwhile, LeBron is, I think, thirty, going to turn thirty five in thirty four. He's going to turn thirty five in December, and AD is turning, I believe, twenty seven or twenty. 27, I think, yeah, later this year. I think you might be or right. Or you just turned yeah. 27, something like that. Yeah. But if, if you think about that, I mean, basically, with Davis, you're setting up your future in terms of having another star player that could take over whenever LeBron wants to, to bounce or, or can't play anymore. But no one's really considering the fact that who knows how much longer Le- LeBron has playing at a high level. I mean, who knows if that injury was uh, not a freak thing and something that maybe kind of occurs a lot more now. Because body for a while, down. for a while they did call it a groin strain, and later it was in fact confirmed to be a torn groin, which is why it was out. And I think he did. He also returned a little early because he did not seem like himself. He wasn't his explosive self. We didn't see that same explosiveness going to the basket, driving by guys. That might be a mixture with his age too. Yeah, I, I just think he he he's using this off season time to really get back to one hundred percent. By the way, Anthony Davis just turned twenty six years old back in March, so. He's also pretty young as well. That's crazy. See, the thing is, though, with him, I mean, he struggles to stay healthy too. So everybody's thinking, oh, this is knocking out of the park. This is an amazing duo that's going to, you know, compete with like the Kobe Shaq, the Magic Kareem type duo. If healthy, if healthy, they can. Yeah, but that's they a big They can also if. compete for the infirmary role, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most injured role. I mean, I'm. Hopefully not. I mean, it, who, who knows? It, but the the fact is that the Clippers are scary right now. And people are going to talk crap about me saying that. But, like, come on, dude. They got the money. They got interested parties. They got players in their prime that have a lot of game left, have a lot of basketball left. You got to be scared. And then there's, you know, the talk of them moving to what? Uh, was it? Um, Inglewood? Inglewood, Yeah. To, <laughs> yeah, the new arena by 2024 is when it's supposed to be. See, yeah. I mean, it's just all gearing up to you know the Lakers being competing heavily with with the Clippers in a lot of different ways, and they got to be scared. I mean, look at all the dysfunction that's happened recently. It's it's all anybody could talk about, even if it, some of it was unfounded. You know, I mean, a lot of people talked about how they wouldn't be able to clear the space to get the third player, and now it's cleared, and all that talk is gone. But Guaranteed there's going to be something else that comes up in the next couple of well, days. Well, look, I, I think I think Rob Pelinka definitely deserves credit for the work he's done the last few months. They've also done done a couple of things under the radar, pretty quiet. They haven't been in the media too much other than the whole Magic Johnson thing. And I think the next test for him will be what do they surround LeBron and AD with? Do they surround him with Lance Stevenson again and Michael Beasley and – you know those types of guys. Uh, I think Javale McGee was was serviceable last year. He's he's a pretty good big man. I think if you play him fifteen twenty minutes a night, I don't think you can play him too much more than that. He was um, better than expected yeah. for the role that he was, played. He was better than. Yeah, he was solid. Uh, don't forget Rajon Rondo played with Anthony Davis in New Orleans a, a couple years back, or I think it was two years mm-hmm. ago. Um, so they have a relationship. I could see them bringing Rondo back, and he'd be a good fit. But other than that, do they? Will they surround LeBron and AD with the help? Because let, let's face it, Rich Paul made was a big part of making the AD trade happen. This this whole Wizards part of it, where they got rid of their, their the three young players, was also big. Um, but that's also a bit 
weird on the Wizards part as in like, why would you, what, what do you get out of this trade? So it hasn't been all Rob Palenka, but I think the biggest challenge for Rob Palenka will be coming up now where it'll be, who do you surround LeBron with? What kind of vets? What kind of personalities? What kind of, uh, you know, specialties? Corver, you know, just guys like that. Just who, the, who do they surround him with? I, I honestly don't doubt that they're going to surround them with good players. I, th- I think they're going to have a talented roster where people are going to be like, oh, they're, they're going to be something. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. But whether or not it comes together is going to be the big question mark. I mean, we, we don't even know what Anthony Davis and LeBron James are going to be like together. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody could say like, oh, yeah, you could put anybody with LeBron and they'll be great. But, I mean, that's – look at Kevin Love. I mean, he kind of went from like an MVP candidate in Minnesota to just kind of another guy. In, in well, well, LeBron did throw AD a lob at the All-Star game, so that was fun. <laughs> you know what? You could uh, throw me a lob at the All-Star game, dude. I mean, the, the rim's got to be like five feet shorter, <laughs> but, you know, it's still – you could throw me a lob. It's, that would have been an alley-oop. That would have been bad. <laughs> Maybe an alley-oops. <laughs> yeah. Maybe busted everything in my knee and uh, torn, torn <laughs> Dwayne, Achilles. Join, join the Lakers infirmary. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, – I just I think they're gonna have a talented squad, but another thing is too we have no idea uh, which which of these role players really want to come here. I mean, from everything that everyone's heard over the summer, are people just like, oh, you know what? I don't want to go to Lakers clutch slash clutch sports. You know what I mean? Like, I, maybe they just want to stay away. You know, they have better options, or they want to get paid more. Or maybe everybody comes flocking. Everybody's like, oh, okay, yeah, definitely. You got those two guys? Yeah, I want to play with those guys. I want to win the championship. I want to contend at least. But who knows? We'll see this weekend. I just think that it's – it's like you said, they're, they're, there's going to be players that are going to want to play with the team. It's just who are they going to be? That's what we don't know. Um, maybe they're just waiting to see what they do first, You know, who they're targeting first, who they're trying to talk with first. Obviously, they got the meeting with Kawhi, but like we don't know, or they probably don't even know who they're looking at. You know, yes, uh, I think it was David Meneman was saying that they're looking for a big man, shooter, and then point guard. In yeah, that in order. That order. So yep. I mean, obviously, you know, they need a big man. So there, there, there's names that like DeAndre Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> was linked to them uh, vaguely you had Ennis Cantor's name come up uh the last couple of days oh I would I would love to see yeah. Ennis and LeBron so, I mean, on the same team there's, there's <laughs> names that. that have already you know come to- <laughs> how about Joakim Noah and LeBron yeah. on the same team now that would be entertaining I don't know if they could ever play together on the same team I don't think so either but you know what I've been surprised before I feel like Joakim would rather retire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what though I think Brooke Lopez would be yeah. great if Brooke Lopez. Back. but it looks like all signs are pointing to him to re-signing with uh, the Bucks, though, huh? Well, it's it's unclear because Milwaukee's. I think from what I read earlier, they're they're sort of fearing what kind of offer Malcolm Brogdon will get in restricted free agency. Sounds like they have a cap on what they really want to pay him. Good news for them, though, is that the Celtics were the biggest uh, competitor for Brogdon, and it sounds like they're going to get Kemba Walker right now. So that takes a potential suitor for Brogdon off the table. That came yeah, I think out it of depends nowhere. On- the yeah, whole yeah, it did. Boston link. I, I did yeah, not think which, that was going to happen. Oops. Which makes you think how how is free agency opening up on June thirtieth? But we already have this news coming out. This has always been a case. Boston's a front runner all of a sudden. Like they've been talking, but technically they're not allowed to talk. What, that what? whole, you know what? The whole thing about tampering and people talking before free agency—it's such crap. It's like 
come on, these guys are communicating constantly. Yeah. You don't have all this stuff leaking, and and then it, it, most of it's like look at Anthony Davis, like look how that all came to fruition. It's like he said, she said forever, and then you know it goes away, and then it comes back, and then all of a sudden trade happens. It's like <laughs> cool. it was he yeah. said, it was he said, she said, and then Woj said, yeah, boom. here you go, and then boom. But it's just uh, it's such a joke, man. It's like this is all somewhat preordained, right? Like, well, who was it? Was it Kyrie that said? At, at the All Star break, that's basically when free agency starts because everybody starts talking to each other. Yeah. Oh, the All Star game, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I think it was Zach Lowe who said that by the time free agency actually starts, like you know, legally at June thirtieth, seventy, sixty to seventy percent of deals are already agreed upon. That's crazy. Uh, that's which nuts, doesn't surprise. Man. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, it doesn't surprise me, but it also does because that's a that's a big amount. Like I, I think. By the way, Dylan and I were looking at this list earlier. There's over 200 free agents <laughs> restricted or unrestricted this this summer. 200. A lot of movement. That's crazy, man. Um, yeah, 200, 200 free agents uh, this summer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think this offseason, like, obviously they're, they're going to be talking. You know, if it's not the teams talking to the players, it obviously it could be the players from the teams. Like I said earlier before this summer, like I was thinking, like, maybe – you know, for the Celtics, maybe it's Jason Tatum talking to, you know, Kemba because they're both with, you know, Jordan, Jordan Brown. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. There's, there's, that's true. There's different avenues name. that this, this this can all go through with that. You know, obviously we don't know, but I mean, it's, I mean, how are they going to track all of this, all of these, you know, players talking to teams, talking to agents? It's, it's impossible to. It's impossible because players are allowed to yeah. talk to players, and then from there you can just redirect it as, "Hey, blah blah blah." This yeah. is what he said. You know what? So it's you know hard what? to track it. I just found interesting though. Well, I mean, I'm sure you guys did as well. This whole Clay Thompson thing about him potentially. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about him talking yeah. to the Lakers or the Clippers. It seems like the Clippers are the stronger suitor there, right? Uh, yeah. So it sounds like yesterday Woj reported. That Clay Thompson would be open to sitting and meeting with the with the Clippers if the Warriors don't offer him a max contract today. It came out that the Lakers are, would also get a meeting, but that's because they now have a max contract. So a big part of these meetings was, hey, if the Lakers don't have a, a max contract slot, there's no point in meeting with them. Now that they do have a max contract slot, suddenly you see Kawhi open to meeting with them. Doesn't mean he's going to sign, but you know Clay's open to meeting with them if he doesn't get the max from the Warriors. And as we know, his dad, Michael Thompson, does radio for the team. So I'm, I'm sure there's a bit of a – I don't even know if you can call that tampering at that point. That's just <laughs> – that's probably legal. <laughs> no, but what, I mean, what, do, what do you guys think from that though? Like it, it's it's kind of out of nowhere, especially the fact that I think the, like we were saying the Clippers got mentioned first, right? It's like that. Well, they got mentioned first because they have a max yeah. slot. Well, sort of. The, That's the only reason the Lakers didn't have one yesterday. This is when it was brought up. But you the know. Clippers were brought up yesterday by themselves. Um, it's just a leverage play, for being honest. I mean, there's no way the Warriors are moving to a brand new arena and not paying one of their fan favorites since whenever he was drafted was it 2011 or something 2012. There's no way they're not paying this guy. No way. Well, yeah, I would say that too. But then again, like I said earlier, <laughs> we get surprised all the time. With these these crazy things True. that happen, you know, like True. LeBron coming to LA now, Kyrie going to possibly Brooklyn, or even coming to LA too. Like it's just this this day and age in the NBA is insane. Stuff happens 
all the time, like on a daily basis, and people move constantly. It's just it's hard to keep track of it all. But it's I would say the one thing that you could take from all of it is the fact that anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. You you can't like you said you can't rule it out. Um, but I just think this is probably one of the clearest leverage plays we've seen over the last few years. Where you know, hey, if you don't if you don't offer me that max as soon as free agency starts, I'm gonna start taking meetings right away with division rivals and likely championship contenders. Um, you know, so could you imagine Clay next to LeBron and AD? That would be That'd disastrous be for the Warriors. Insane. That would could you be, imagine? What a could you imagine Clay? Sorry, go ahead, say it again. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking over you. Now go say it, say it again. No, say I'd say that'd be insane. I mean, what a perfect addition to to that to those two guys. I mean, that guy would have so many open shots. It would be <laughs> insane. Yeah. Can you think about now? Imagine, say, Kawhi and Clay Thompson on the same team. Imagine the defense on that team plus the offense. It'd be insane on the Clippers. So the 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 Warriors just can't afford to let him go. They, they can't. They can't. They, so they can't. But this has to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. Is he actually concerned that they won't sign him? Like, well, the thing is, because he's their free agent, technically they could have already offered that deal, um, and then you know they can talk, and then as soon as free agency starts, they can agree. They can agree to it. As far as I believe what Woe just said and Zach Lowe, that deal has not been discussed between the two parties. Now that's not to say that hey, when they meet on June thirtieth, boom, let's agree on this trade. This is what I have. Uh, not trade, uh, deal. Let's agree on this max deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's all. I believe. I think it's all formalities until you know until we actually see something like the Warriors did not offer Clay that. I'm just taking this as a leverage play. I don't see too much in it. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's just exactly my take on that. Like. You you probably right. Yeah. Just it's just I like mean, like I said, you never know. Just like I I just wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if tomorrow a report comes out saying Clay was pissed off about how they handled his injury or, you know, the, how they handled KDs and how it broke the team apart or something like, you know, like how, how these, somebody will drop a huge piece, right. Where it's just got tons of scathing things about the organization. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. At the same time though, like we've seen a lot of crazy things happen this year. I'm, I'm here for chaos. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for the Warriors messing around and Clay deciding to go elsewhere. No, I'm down for that. Too, I'm man. all for it. That would be that would be insane. That'd be fun to watch. Why not? It's all entertainment at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that whole this this whole thing with Clay. I think it's more his agent putting stuff out there. Probably just you know, hey, you know, if you don't offer us the max, we got options. I mean, I think that's what it exactly. But I mean, that's that's known though. Like that's not like uh, a secret that teams even if he's injured as he is and is probably going to miss 80 percent of next year if not all of next year that he still gets signed like you, you got the knicks there with bags of money you got maybe even the lakers are willing to say like hey look we'll pay you even though we, you, we know you're probably not going to play next year the the well for clay the early timetable for him is that they're, they're expecting the return around february or march so i know like for example porzingis missed all of this year but um the estimate for Clay is that he'll be back around February or March, so he'll probably get get some time in there. I don't know if he'll get playoff time in there because they might be in a rut by then. Um, but I think he'll play next year at some point. Uh, so that that's a big part to note. No, I, I think so too. But has he ever been hurt like this before? No, he's been he's been an Iron Man for them. See, you don't know how a body's going to react. It's just like the bronze. You just don't you don't know if 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 
this is a series of things that can happen or how he's going to bounce back or how he works works to get his knee correct again. Or even if they want to rush him. Like if you're the Warriors and you know you're not going to contend or you're not, you know, you're going to be an eighth seed or something, are you really going to rush this guy back? A guy that's, you know, your second best player? No, no, no. If they're signing to a five-year deal, they're not rushing him back. They're going to let it play out yeah. and then worry about the 20, which is 20, 2020, 2021 season. Kind of curious. That seems Steve. like so far ahead. Curious to see what happens with DeMarcus Cousins, too. Like, I wonder if – I don't think he did himself any favors in the finals in terms of people being like, okay, yeah, we can sign this guy to uh, a big deal or even take a chance on him. But, I mean, where do you guys think he's going to go? Do you think uh, – Sounds like – I don't know. I mean, the, I, I think the Knicks will maybe make a desperate offer if they don't get KD or, or Kyrie. Uh, that would probably be appeasing to him, but I don't know. Maybe another year with Golden State just so he can get his body right, and then play in a more increased role to begin the year, like a one-year deal maybe, and then you know show that he can be the player he was before or somewhat close to that, and then into the free agent market next year, so where he can you know cash in on let's say he you know say he does play well this next season. So I I, I just think he's going to sign a one-year deal with somebody or one plus one. Uh, with somebody, but I, I would tend to believe maybe you know he's going to try to come back to the Warriors before anything else. Given, given well, well, look, there's a lot. Know, so just going to say, just given that you know, KD looks like he's out the door, uh, and then you just have Clay that their main concern is, and then it's you know, obviously going to turn attention to him, and then find depth on the roster. Is there any doubt that KD is gone? He's in New York. He's either going to Brooklyn or New York. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's clear. I. I. Uh, I don't have a read on it. I don't think a lot of people have a read on it right now. It's uh, anyone. I saw Nick Ferdell, who's a Warriors reporter, say like, if anyone says they have a read on it, they're they're lying because no one. No one seems to know what KD is thinking right now. I know he's in like Manhattan right now. Uh, I just. I think he had dinner or something with Kyrie the other day. Doesn't that sound like um, a biased kind of opinion? Warriors reporter yeah, but, says, but "Oh, every, nobody knows." But here, here's the thing: every other day, like Steve, I think Stephen A. Smith and someone else said that I think Isola said that they 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 see or they hear Kevin Durant to the Nets with Kyrie. Uh, the other day, Dan Wojcik from the LA Times said, uh, uh, "Rival executives still believe Clippers have a chance at Kevin Durant." So it's just you know, and then Chris Haynes today said personally he thinks that the Knicks, the New York Knicks, are in a very good position to land Kevin Durant. So it's just. It's just there's no way to know until these meetings start and we see how he feels coming out of these meetings. There's just there's just there, no way to there know. Was, there's no way to know. I just thought that him declining that option was a big kind of like light bulb. You know what? He could no, easily think, just take that thirty one million and heal up and, and then and then come back and have like a prove it year and sign a gigantic deal, you know, like right. But why? Why not sign a a four year max if you have it on the table now when you're injured? That way, if you don't come back, your same player, you still have those three or four years of a max deal. You know what? Respect my opinion, <laughs> sir. Respect. I'm I'm just asking. I'm asking. You watch. You watch and see. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. Look, Kevin Durant at eighty percent is probably better than like what? Yeah, most of the league. Eighty percent of the league. So, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Durant eighty percent is better than eighty percent of the league. So, um, I just think that if teams are willing to offer a max money, I think Woj was saying when the injury happened that him accepting the or opting in is like his final last resort sort of thing. Um, hmm. But yeah, 
uh, before we before we get off this uh, before we finish the pod, I just want to get into a couple uh, NBA draft topics. Um, the Lakers drafted. I believe it was Talon Horton Tucker. Uh, who? Oh, look at that! He's a clutch <laughs> client. Shocker. No, yeah, they, 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 you know, they. It's good for them to be able to buy a, a, you know, a second round draft pick. You know, they didn't have any draft picks get going into the draft, and then they able to get a draft pick from the Magic. And yes, you know, there's that connection with him being a clutch sports client, but. He does like just watching, you know, some highlights from him and reading about him a little. You know, he's got good length. He's got the seven foot, uh, seven foot one wingspan. He may not have the height, you know, he's six foot four uh, for a wing player, but he's got the good wingspan. Uh, yeah, he's got he's uh, his hands. What I've seen, I, I mean, I haven't seen pictures of his hands, but his hands were say they're comparable to Kawhi's, which is, I mean, that's saying a lot. You know, to have those kind of hands. Yeah, but everyone's oh, just saying in hand size. I mean, this would help as a defender. You know, having that length and hand size. That's true. Um, yeah, and he's, it would. he's not the you know he's got some weight to him. You know, he's he's not a smaller size uh, uh, player. You know, he's with six four two thirty five. So he's 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 gonna be able to hold himself. Ooh. Yeah, he's gonna be able to hold himself. Dude. Uh, you nice. know, maybe on the glass and you know maybe. Like, Can we not fat sham him, please? Fat sham. <laughs> Yeah, I call it a sham because you're yeah, a sham. Yeah, and also notice that he's, you know, he's he's got range too. I mean, I've seen him take shots well beyond the arc, so he's that should not be an issue. And it doesn't look like he's, you know, he has any fear or any uh, lack of confidence in his shot. You know, even though he shot thirty percent last year from three point range, but I, I think he'd be a good fit. You know, you, you don't have a lot of expectations on him, so he can just come in, you know, find his spot off the bench. Uh, you know, maybe be that scorer. Maybe be the guy who can, you know, get you buckets in the paint. You know, just there's he's got potential to, you know, find his role early on with this team. I honestly 30, think I think he's he doesn't mean anything for this team. Nothing. I think he's going to be a DMP guy, a guy in street clothes, pretty much every game, and you might not see him play in anything besides the summer league for the next two years. I just if this is a title contending team, they're going to need every spot. They're going to need every active spot, and this guy is just going to be at the end of the bench. And he's undersized. Well, like I just, I just, I don't see the point of it. Instead, rather than just another favor for clutch, clutch sports. I mean, that's that's it. I I disagree with that because it, I think it largely depends on who again? they get in free agency. You again, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm so tired of this pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just again, if 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 Rob Palenka doesn't surround LeBron and AD with guys that they actually are, are serviceable, um, Horton Tucker in his one year at Iowa State averaged eleven, almost twelve points, uh, five rebounds, a couple steals, shot thirty one percent from three, um, on four and a half attempts, so. There's, there's I just nothing, think a guy like that might be. There's nothing on no, his stats where it's like you're like, whoa, oh my god, that yeah, guy no, could be an he instant. He even shot sixty two point five percent from the free throw line. Like you really yeah. want a kid that's a rookie, you know, in big games at the free throw line that that shoots uh, around LeBron, <laughs> around LeBron's area. 
<laughs> I hate to say that, but LeBron's what, 68, like 66? 68, 69, something like that. Something nice. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, superstar <laughs> status. Um, but yeah. I'm joking right over Ryan Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I don't think he's going to play. I don't, I don't think he's. That's fair. Going to be anything. I mean, he, for all we know, he could be another guy that gets traded at the deadline for somebody else. Yeah, I, mean, that, I just, I don't see it. So, that's just so what do you think about your guys, um, your pair of Florida State guys going to the Clippers? Yeah, we got the Florida State <laughs> Clippers over here, guys. We got, uh, so the Clippers had no first round picks. OMG. Um, and they traded into it. I know, I remember we were, we were at the draft event in Manhattan Beach. And we're sitting there going, oh, this is going to be a boring event until about the 48th pick when we have a pick. I remember I was sitting next to Jovan, and we're like, I think it was like the 21st pick. We're like, all right, well, let's just uh, prepare. Just, you know. You see how he and then he, all slipped, sudden, he slipped all this in there? Yeah, it was at the draft event at uh, Manhattan Beach. You know, just hanging <laughs> oh, out. I'm sorry. Did you, did you want me to mention the Clippers got his Hanging out as well with a big, dessert? big, big J, big, big Jovan. You know what I'm saying? Did you want me to mention the Clippers got his dinner, dessert, and coffee and everything too? Dude, what a dick. Leave what what a dick. Who says that stuff? Seriously? <laughs> Lakers got us well, tacos. We had tacos last year. Was it on Taco Tuesday? Oh, God. I just cringed. Just cringed. <laughs> oh, I should have done the Kawhi laugh there. Um, anyways, yeah, the Clippers The Clippers traded into the first round. They selected this guy. This guy's name is a bit hard to pronounce, uh, but it's Fiondu. Kabengele, uh, out of good. Florida State. He's he's the nephew of Dikembe Mutombo. I don't know if you guys heard about that guy. Some NBA legend, yeah. shot blocker or something. Um, no, he's he's the nephew of NBA legend Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, played two years at Florida State. Uh, came off the bench literally every game he played, all seventy-one games in freshman and sophomore year. Wow. Uh, but he he was sort of like a a bit of a Montrezl Harrell in that you know he made the most of his minutes. He came in. In twenty in twenty one minutes per game, he averaged thirteen points, six rebounds, and a block and a half a game in twenty one minutes. Um, so he he's a high energy type of guy, high re, you know, high energy rebounder, uh, rim protector. I remember one of the highlights surfaced after was that he blocked Zion, and people <laughs> were like, "Oh my god, he blocked Zion!" And you know, we're getting we're getting the guy who shut down Zion once at the rim. Um, career career highlight there, career highlight. Hey, blocking Zion is no no uh, no small feat. You get three letters for this guy: uh, D N P. Another one. I would not be sure about that uh, because if the Clippers strike out in free agents, uh, he's a guy who I think they they really like. They targeted him for a while. Uh, Lawrence Frank, their president, who coached in New Jersey back when they were in the Nets. Uh, I think I, I believe Matumbo was on that team or something like that. He has a relationship with Matumbo. And they started that relationship with this kid, Kabengele, back then. And so Frank, after the, the draft, was telling us how he they'd been eyeing him for a while and he really fits the mold. So they, they think they have a gem in him. Um, they might. He's a high-energy guy. He's uh, he's 6'10", 250 pounds, a bit of a big dude. Ooh, it's like me, 6'10", um, 250 pounds. That's about right. <laughs> Except you're not blocking Zion, are you? You know what? Don't Don't test me. Don't test me. You're blocking Bob. You're blocking Bob. You're blocking Bob. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second guy they drafted was a, also a Florida State kid. Six foot seven, 215-pound uh, Terrence Mann, who plays the shooting guard small forward position. He uh, thought he was in Field of Dreams. Was fo- <laughs> Wasn't in Field of Dreams? 
That's no, no. Not James Earl Jones. No. no? Okay. Good guess, but no. No, damn it. Uh, no. He played four years at Florida State. Uh, averaged eleven point four points his sophomore, his senior year. Eleven points, six rebounds, two and a half assists. Uh, he's kind of a kind of a long wing. Uh, good wingspan on him. The, the Clippers really like his ability to to uh, create off the dribble. What about uh, DNP? Um, he, he's a bit of a slasher. What about what? <laughs> what about DNP? Would they like his ability to hand towels to people? Because if they're going to title contend, neither one of these guys is going to play. If they title contend, the odds of them playing are unlikely. Yes, they, they're not high. But let's be honest. If they title contend, the Clippers are going to title, title contend. contend. They're going to title contend. Are you doing some reverse jinx here? No, I'm being dead honest, man. I I think they're going to contend. These guys on Twitter was like, "Oh yeah, they're getting everybody," <laughs> in hopes that they get nobody. <laughs> Uh, I'm not jinxing. Yeah, the, man. <laughs> so the Clippers got a couple of uh, projects, uh, you can say. So uh, I think all both teams got some projects here. Um, I will say that that Cabangeli, the big man from Florida State, is more likely to play than any of these three guys. Any any of these other two guys, um, he might see some spot minutes here and there, especially if if each Zubats gets a big offer, and uh, you know he can leave in free agency if if. if the Clippers don't want to match a team's offer. He's restricted. Montrezl right? Harrell, he's he's a, he's restricted. Yes, but if he gets a big offer, the Clippers are not going to match that. Can you imagine if the so, Lakers gave him a restricted free agent offer. I mean, hey, Magic's gone, and Magic's the one who said he didn't <laughs> want it. That's right? what I so, mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's possible. It's very possible. Um, I got. Yeah, I got. So if I've got a question for both of you right now, it just came to my head. Um, who is the best player that has the hardest name to pronounce? Like a a player who has a really tough name to pronounced but he's like a household name off the top of your head but he's also a household name yeah like so the best player with the worst name to pronounce oh, ever. ever okay in basketball yeah i mean Tough, everyone's right? gonna say Giannis, but i mean is it Giannis? oh dude yeah it's probably Giannis. yes dude you still got people calling him Giannis or or uh just Giannis or just like can't even pronounce his last name too yeah but people people just go with greek freak don't they greek or just say his freak first name or yeah because it's too hard yeah, we say the first name, Giannis. Giannis. Was it the Bulls um, announcer that messed it up? Yeah, he called him Giannis Adarumbo or something like that. Dude, I bet you a lot of announcers messed that up. I don't envy anyone that's got to say that. Yeah, <laughs> On to yeah, that's, that's a bit tough one. Yeah, I can't think. I can't think of anyone. There's got to be some out there, listeners. In a few years, you hopefully. Guys, it's... I was going to say, if you guys know any of them, hit us up. Yeah, any tough Let us know. We need like a top five, like top five hardest names to pronounce. Top but they, five hardest, but they're names. all stars or like, you know, they yeah, want to change a big name. So you have like Dikembe Mutombo, like I don't know, that's <laughs> hard to pronounce, hard to spell. <laughs> just did it right there, real quick. Well, yeah, but I've you know I've been I've been in this game a, a long Kim time. one too. That one's not that hard, but it's still a unique name. True. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who else. We have to think about that. Maybe talk about the next pod. Um, But yeah, that wraps it up for us. Um, We talked about free agency. We talked a little bit about the draft. Um, Free agency starts this Sunday. We are three days away. Uh, Sunday at 3 p.m. You guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram for all the latest Lakers news. We'll, We'll have it up there. As I'm sure, you know, everyone's going to be checking Twitter, refreshing Twitter. We'll, we'll have some stuff up in there as well. Um, you can follow me at Tomera Zarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. 
You can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA. That's R-Y-A-N-W-A-R-D-L-A on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, leave him alone <laughs> on Facebook. He doesn't like that. Um, Thanks, Dick. And then you can follow... Sorry, I've never heard you plug your Facebook, so I'm assuming you don't like it. You can follow Bob Garcia on Pinterest, on Snapchat. <laughs> you can follow. <laughs> uh, you can follow Bob Garcia on Twitter at at b garcia i v sports, and on Pinterest at I knitting with Garcia. Pinterest, okay. <laughs> On Snapchat, he prefers Big Bob. Um, That's on Grant. On, 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 on Home Advisor, on Home Advisor, he prefers I've Bob. I've heard that one before. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's Home Advisor, which is a you know construction site, so it works, man. It works. But yeah, that's it for our episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, as always, leave a comment, leave a subscri- subscription, leave a review, um, like any 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 questions you have for us, any. Um, anything you want to talk about hit us up on Twitter hit us up in the reviews just let us know what you think about it and um, yeah we're always looking to improve we're still we're still new to this but always looking to improve so yeah if you guys have anything for us just let us know um, yeah that's it for our episode peace have a good one <laughs>